You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Just thought I'd mention a couple of stories related to climate change and uh, Mm. the serious consequences. One story is that Australia has just recently pledged 500 million Australian dollars, which is about 380 million US dollars at current exchange rates, in a bid to rescue the Great Barrier Reef. Now, we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. There's there's all sorts of things that have been tried. They're trying to use drones. They're trying to tackle the crown of thorns starfish. Mm -hmm. They're trying all different methods to get around this problem. But unfortunately, you know, there are scientists saying that basically it's past the point of no return that the stuff that's died off and it's a very large area is gone. It's gone forever. Yeah. Now, let's hope that that's not right. Time will tell. This money is being is going to be put towards a variety of things for, as I mentioned, f- fighting the crown of thorn starfish, which feeds on coral, has become an ever-present pest, enhancing reef health monitoring, community engagement and enforcement. And then there's an additional $100 million, which would finance a reef restoration and adaptation program, including an ambitious plan that amounts to growing more resilient corals in laboratories. They're even talking about artificial evolution, trying to anything to try to get around losing yeah. this incredible Incredible resource, great for Australian tourism, but it's it's a World Heritage Area, yep. and everyone who's been scuba diving or snorkeling on it will, will tell you that it really is a beautiful one-off place in the world. I watched a short documentary, I think it was on YouTube only a little while ago, and it was an older couple that I think it was 20 or 25 years ago, they had visited the reef and they had then talked it up to their friends and said just how beautiful it was at that time, and only recently have gone back for their second visit, and they were just, they were heartbroken essentially, because mm. there was so many... So much change. So much change. So much missing. And and death. Yep, that's right. And it's in recent years. It's in the last five to ten years that this has really been happening badly. I think 2016 was a particularly bad year for coral bleaching. You know, I think almost half of the whole reef affected. And we're talking about, you know, this is thousands of kilometres of reef. It's a a natural wonder of the world. And what my understanding is, is bleaching can happen on occasion. Mm. uh, But it's the problem is, is that there's not enough time for the waters to cool down and then over the years for it to recover. So there was actually... two significant events over the course of only two years mm. uh, with with the heat and therefore it sort of cemented in that death it's, it meant that it was it's like know, a double whammy t- too hard for it to recover now obviously there is you know there's, there's plenty of time if we looked at now if uh, the water's cool and if there wasn't as many cyclones and if there wasn't a runoff from farmers waste for example mm. there is a chance for it to heal and grow but as it stands at the moment we don't see any slowdown with climate change it does appear that the heat will still be there this year next year and, and following years of that $500 million, $200 million is being used to improve water quality, which runs off out of river mouths into the area where the reef is, and working with farmers to reduce fertiliser use, especially sugar farmers who dominate the rich coastal lands of tropical northern Australia, mm. that Queensland coastline. Yep. There's a lot of sugar cane growing up there, and that ties into that whole story. I don't know if you watched Four Corners, I think it was last night. There was a big story on, on sugar and, and obesity in Australia okay. and the arguments increasingly 
supporting the idea that we should have a sugar tax if we're oh, yes. for, for health yep. reasons. Mm-hmm. Part of the benefit of, of doing that might be to actually reduce the amount of fertiliser that's winding up damaging the Great Barrier Reef in North Queensland. That's an, another possibility. There's even been suggestions that you know the Adani coal mine, which has been a very controversial project, it's one of the world's largest coal mines. It's a, it's a new project. I think it's been financed by uh, Indian interests, but this has been a, a very sort of hot political issue. That's going to be pushing coal on boats out running near the reef. And now that plan still awaits final approval. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of the scientists and the scientific community are saying in response to this is saying, well, that's great that you're putting some money towards addressing the, the, the issues of the reef. Maybe that'll do some good. Maybe it's too late. Mm-hmm. But what really needs to be happening is that there actually needs to be a proper coordinated approach to climate change around yeah. the world and a reduction in or a, a complete stopping of using fossil fuels. And that way you reduce global warming. But and even that if, way you, you lower water temperatures. Even if that does change and even if the world stopped using fossil fuels today, mm-hmm. uh, then we still would expect to see an increase in global warming and, and global temperatures over the coming years because there is just still so much CO2 in the environment. So it's not looking great for the Great Barrier Reef at this stage. And even other reefs around the world which are copying you know, higher water temperatures and other severe instances of um, cyclones or the like. And look, in North America, you know, people are looking at the way seasons change. We've just been commenting on, you know, how, how beautiful the weather is now, but it's the 1st of May. And just as a little aside, did you say rabbits when you woke up this morning? Over in North America, people are noticing that the, the, the seasons are changing at, at different times. You know, they're having longer summers or springs starting earlier, so winters are getting shorter, mm-hmm. everything's warming up. For example, the things, the things that can happen with that is that birds will have their young at certain times when they would normally expect there to be lots of bugs hatching and around for them to feed their their hatchlings with mm-hmm. and then what they're finding is that the the bugs aren't necessarily sort of coming into abundance at the right time they're getting out of sync you're um, upsetting sort of natural balances that exist and that means the baby birds don't survive no food for them yeah. that's right the bugs aren't there one of the things that's happening is that there's increasing use of citizen scientists or, or the public are being asked to contribute information and one of the ones that uh, i've come across is called nature's notebook the website is usa npn.org this is tracking seasonal changes in plants and animals thanks for listening and head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media we welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows